Welcome back to the Salt for the Soul podcast. I am Chanel, your host. I know it has been a minute since I shared a word with you all, so we are going to go ahead and jump right on in. Today, we're going to be revisiting the topic of abortion. In the last episode, though, I gave a disclaimer and I'll go ahead and do that now. This is a very steep topic, and this episode is not for everybody. This is for those who are ready to face abortion and everything that comes with it and all that it stems from, those that are just dealing with that shame and that guilt that came along with this and are just over that numbness or that hardness in this area of your heart and ready and willing to open up your heart, allowing God to do what only he can do. So if that is you, stay tuned. But if it is not, I want you to know that it is okay. And either way, I pray that at some point you do allow God in so that he can do a mighty work within you. Of course, before we go any further, let us go forth in prayer so that we can set the tone and the atmosphere before this word. Heavenly Father, first things first, I just want to say thank you for each and every soul under the sound of my voice. I ask right now, Lord God, that you touch the hearts of your people and prepare them for the level of healing that you plan to take them through in this season. I ask that you cover them, Lord God, to keep them right where they are as they need to listen to this word, Lord. Let them be in a safe space, Lord, so that whatever it is that you desire to remove from their hearts in this moment, it can be done. I bind up all distractions, Lord God, and I lose the focus of you, Jesus. I ask that you hide your children from danger seen and unseen as we know that when we deal with wounds this deep, the enemy likes to try to creep in, Lord God, to attack the vulnerable. Dispatch your angels of protection around them right now, Lord, as your word that you bring forth comes to do exactly what you've said it to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So before moving forward, let's just go ahead and do a quick recap because it's been a while, as I said earlier, since we touched on this topic. So in the last episode, I pretty much just shared my testimony with you all. I had zero points because honestly, I had never just sat and let my heart just pour when it came to discussing abortion. I've been holding on to this story from beginning to end, literally for so long that I honestly thought that I was okay. But when God began prompting me to deal with this, I realized how numb I was in this area. Someone close to me just kept bringing this topic up. And while my feelings were hurt that they kept bringing it up so casually, I couldn't really feel the pain. To kind of give you a visual, it was kind of like how it is in the movies when the doctor asks somebody to blink if they can feel something when trying to portray paralysis. And we see that character just staring blankly or not giving any inkling that they can feel what's happening. So I knew there was an issue because in my mind, I knew I was upset, but I really had to stop and ask myself, like, are you going to waste time being upset with them for bringing this up? Or do you want to take this back to God and figure out what the real problem is? And so in the beginning of me seeking God on what was really going on, he kept showing me this gravesite with leaves and dirt just blowing over it. And it kept playing over and over in my head. And I remember God saying to me, the grave has to be opened back up bringing up all the feelings and memories because the heart hardened as a tombstone has this deep-seated wound just buried wrongfully, which means it hasn't even begun to heal. He also said abortion is a spiritual parasite that's left after an ungodly decision. It's still sitting in you trying to eat you alive and much like physical parasites, they want to sit and suck out all the good and even create off of you. Spiritually, you've been held back by this, but no more. 
He said, if you'll let him, he can heal you so deeply that he can uproot the very issues that it stems from. He wants to heal you and make you whole so that when you revisit this, you feel nothing but peace as you reflect and allow God to get his glory by your willingness to be used. And so prayerfully, that just gives you all insight on what's happening and what God is trying to do for you in this season. Even though God spoke these to me personally in that moment, I believed he placed it on my heart to share it with you all because there's so many people walking around hurting from this wound, but they buried it so far back in their mind and deeply within their heart that they have no idea that they need God's help here. Others are so warped with that shame and guilt and even anger that living a full life in Christ seems impossible because they can't see past this sin. It's a hard truth for some of us to hear or face, but I just got to be honest with you and tell you that no matter how or why the abortion happened, it's still considered a sin in God's eyes that requires repentance and forgiveness and needs healing and deliverance, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Now we can go ahead and get into this word because I want you all to see for yourselves that this is literally nothing more or less than God's loving correction, which allows you to just start this process with him naturally as he places his super with that as you move forward in this journey of wholeness with God. So if you want to go ahead and get your Bibles or your journals to follow along and or, you know, take notes, this will be a good time to pause and go ahead and do that because this is definitely one of the episodes. The first scripture we're going to go over is Jeremiah 1 and 5. And I'm going to be reading in your hearing in the King James Version. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And so after meditating on this scripture for a while, these words were broken down for me in a way that just made exactly what it was that God was trying to say clear as day. Putting everything together, this is what he said, and I'll read it verbatim so that I don't mess up anything. He said, prior to being brought into being, I have developed a relationship with you after spending quality time with you. I knew you, knew as in past tense of no, as I became familiar and quite fond of you before ever even assigning you to the woman who would carry you. Then he said, I want you to stop right here because oftentimes my children are cut off from ever accomplishing the birth that already has them set apart or anything I have appointed them to. Any word spoken over their lives is canceled, therefore trying to cancel my word. My word not only spoken over their lives, speaking of the unborn, but yours as well as a woman is connected to every seed implanted in her, be it physical or spiritual. And every man is connected directly to any seed he implants, be it physically or spiritually. However, even though my grace covers the misdeed, the condition of the heart of my people is what I am left to deal with. When in reality, the seed I allow to be implanted is what I was trying to birth a new thing through. New breakthrough, new joy, new generational cycles, new generational curses being broken, new peace and new healing that does not go forth if my plan is aborted before it ever gets a start. What I desire from my people is that they repent and turn away from sin so that I cannot only make them free, but give them obedience to walk into as I heal them each and every step of the way. So. Point number one on how we can begin our healing journey with God from abortion is repentance. We're going to apply here what we learned in the first episode. 
We read Acts 2 and 38 where it says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We talked about repentance being a mandatory step in the process of salvation because it's a deep remorse that leads to the true turning of the heart back to God, right? One thing we didn't talk about, though, was the fact that it's a never-ending process. Since we all sin and fall short of his glory, that tells us that we have to constantly turn our hearts back to God and his perfect and pleasing will for our lives. And let me say this, too, for those of you who may be listening and are not saved. Know that this message is for you, too. In fact, repentance leads to salvation. And so for a more in-depth explanation, I encourage you to just go back and listen to episode one when you get a chance, because it truly breaks down the process of salvation and what it truly means. So getting back to our point, repentance is not a standalone, nor is it an exclusion. And so basically what that means is not only can you not do it by itself, but you won't do it by yourself either. It says repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That word and lets you know it's a part of the process and not the whole process. Another revelation the Lord shared with me while studying was, even if you've already physically been baptized in Jesus' name, that public declaration of what has happened on the inside of your heart was you or us making a commitment to repentance and baptism becoming daily practices as baptism is a cleansing or washing away of the old. So I want you to get the picture here. If repentance turns the heart back to God and baptism cleanses you of the old, that means you have to be honest with yourself about where you stand with God. If you've already been baptized, then repent and be cleansed. If you have not fully given your life over to the Lord yet, then repent and be baptized in Jesus name. Either way, though, trust the process that God has you in and follow him every step of the way. Point number two. Forgiveness of self and all other parties involved. We're going to break this down into two parts, starting with self. So let's head over to Psalm 103 and 12. In the King James Version, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The word remove means to eliminate or get rid of or to take something away by lifting or pushing to the side. And the synonyms are detach or separate or disconnect. And simply put, transgression is sin. So if God has removed our transgressions from us, then who are we to keep bringing them back up? Forgiveness is the pardoning of sins and to pardon means to release. If you're taking notes, I want you to underline that word release because we're going to come back to it. What God is saying is that when he died for you, for me, for us, he already put a divider between you and that sin, even before you ever thought of making that decision. So I'm going to ask you again, if God has detached us from our sins, then who are we to stay connected to them? I want you to hear me clearly when I say this to you. You are not your sin. The reality is, is that the sin was just an act that you committed, not who you are or who you ever will be. God has had and still has a calling over your life. And even after abortion or any other sin, God can and still will use you. That word release I had you all underline earlier means to allow or enable an escape from confinement or restraint. I hear God saying you've been holding on to that sin for too long. That if you'll just pour out the contents of your heart to him, then he will make you free. 
Give yourself permission to be made free and forgive yourself. And so one last thing I want to say before I move on to forgiveness of others, I need you all to know that I'm not only speaking to the women who have had to go through this experience. I'm talking to the men too. You too can carry this spiritual parasite and God wants to heal you and uproot this from you as well. If you've agreed to a woman terminating your seed or if you encouraged her to do so by asking or by way of the silent treatment, if you didn't agree but you didn't stand up to protect your seed, if you forced the woman into the decision or you brought it upon her involuntarily, this message is for you as well. And so moving forward to forgiveness of others, we're going to go over to Matthew 6, 14 and 15. In the King James Version, it reads, For if ye forgive me in their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not me in their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let me take it a step further for you based on what we just covered in the self point. Forgiveness is freedom. So in essence, if you don't forgive, then God cannot free you. If you do forgive, then God will. He said, don't worry about the men or the people or the situation, the offense. Focus on your heart and your healing while keeping your eyes on him. And so last point or point number three, healing and deliverance. We're going to read the scripture Isaiah 61 and 1 first. And then I want to share what God divinely downloaded for you all to know for this point. In the King James Version, it reads, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. This is what the Spirit of the living God has spoken. He said, The healing that I do is of the wounds that so deeply trouble my children. By building a relationship with me, staying in my word, while staying obedient to the process, I heal their wounds. That simply means that I make them less severe for my children to deal with. That means that that wound or that pain or that trauma no longer shows up in their everyday lives. In fact, they're now able to carry themselves authentically according to the identity that I have given them. Deliverance is what I desire, but a choice for my children. It's an opportunity for make them free, but it does not come without healing. While the two may sound like two different processes, they are one because I set it up for you all to be made whole. Some of my children settle for healing while others come back to be truly set free of all that once held them bound. However, if not set free, the very thing that once troubled your heart, I sometimes allow it to come back up again in order for you to seek me deeper for deliverance. This is a pure opportunity for my children to allow me and me alone to rescue them from captivity, restraint and bondage that has held on to them for so long. I am the only one who is able to set my people completely free with no restraints. However, it depends on how deeply my children are committed to the healing journey as obedience is key for this whole process. Either way, I have professionals who I have placed in particular positions to help with both healing and deliverance. Neither of these are one size fits all because each of my children are unique in their experiences. What God is saying is that both healing and deliverance are necessary for the level of wholeness he's calling you to. So will you free yourself of this offense, of that betrayal or that disdain that you've held in your heart all this time for those people who have hurt you and allow God to make you totally free in him?
Thank you all so much for listening. I truly pray that this word has blessed you tremendously. I pray that you all really take the necessary steps to heal and become free as God desires for you to be. I also pray that you share this word with anybody else who may be hurting in this area. If anyone needs or wants prayer, please do not hesitate to reach out via Instagram at salt for the soul underscore podcast. Also, I know that healing is not an easy process and sometimes it's harder if you don't have anybody to talk to or to help you just sort things through. So I highly recommend Christian therapy where you're able to get a healthy balance of both natural and spiritual aspects of life, encouraging a more wholesome lifestyle. I do have a website that you all can check out just to see what that looks like. It's hmhhtherapy.com. That stands for Healthy Minds, Healthy Hearts. If you're in need of or interested in those services, please feel free to reach out as their contact information is on the site as well. Let me also be clear about deliverance. That is not something that you can do on your own. You do need a man or woman of God who is a professional, meaning they do not compromise the word of God in any way. And don't forget to follow for more encouraging content. Again, that's at salt for the soul underscore podcast and subscribe to the show. We got one more episode of the season, y'all. So stay tuned. I love y'all. Stay blessed.